As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's episode 159 of The Backwash. It is a throwback edition where we learn how the Dawn Patrol turned into the DSC, and then what the hell does Ling Su mean? <laughs> It's The Backwash. Transmission has terminated. Now, it's time for an exclusive after-show podcast. The DSC presents The Backwash Podcast. So I have a question for you guys. This being a throwback podcast and all, last week and possibly the week before, there were two mentions recently about Ling Su. I know Emily mentioned it one time. Can't remember where the other one tied in, but you guys all laugh and everything. I feel so left out because I don't understand that reference. What or who is Ling Su? Hmm. Um, that's tricky because uh, how about if we play the bit where it came from, the joke of the day? Oh, it was a joke of the day. Yes. So it's original. It's yeah. An, it's like an original content. Yes. And rather than um, rather than uh, reveal the content and spoiler alert, why don't we just play that bit at the end of this podcast so everyone will know and you'll be answered. Okay. Okay. All Ling right. Su. Yeah, it is notorious. I even actually saw, and this won't spoil it, a license plate. Ling Su driving down the five. <laughs> I swear to God. That's so cool. And it had to have been. It right. had to have been a listener who yeah. years later, because this joke we did in the 90s, I'm presuming, right? Yes. Yeah. And so we'll play it at the end of this podcast. It'll be right here. I kind of forget. Is it a dirty reference? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. It's kind of an obvious question, but I just uh, trying to wrap my head about it's great. what it is. It's okay. a good one. A classic. All the fun ones usually are dirty. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you can say in mixed company and nobody's going to really question you about it. Except what the hell are you saying and what does it refer to? And uh, please explain in a 20-minute podcast. <laughs> what was your other question, Sarah? You had a um, flashback. Yeah. I realized recently I don't really know when the Dom Patrol switched over to the DSC. I don't know why you guys were called the Dawn Patrol and what made you switch to changing the name of the show completely. So I was curious how that started. It seems to me that uh, Dave thought of that idea, the Dawn Patrol, you know, morning, obviously. And it was all, uh, that's also a surfing term, the Dawn Patrol, and very San Diego. And then uh, it lasted about maybe one or two, maybe three years until someone suggested, hey, look, names are more identifiable with the audience And Dave Shelley and Chainsaw, the DSC, the original DSC. Uh, w originally, we thought that's too many names, you know. It sounded too long, but it wasn't. And so we embraced Dave Shelley and Chainsaw at that point, probably three years in. Is that how you 
Chris That's Moore? almost right. Okay, oh. tell me. So in uh, 1990, uh, when the show was formed, Dave was the host. He brought in that Dawn Patrol uh, title for the show. And it may have been a show that he was on uh, previously in uh, Denver, one of the previous iterations. Dawn Patrol, the Dawn Patrol. Because I remember Chainsaw saying, we've got a name for the show and everything. It's going to be called the Dawn Patrol, and this is what, what it's going to be. So we were the Dawn Patrol on KGB. And that lasted all the way up until 1994, about June, when we left KGB for the first time and went to uh, PAR Broadcasting at Rock 102.1. Yes. And they were going to do a big advertising campaign. The Dawn Patrol is now on Rock 102.1. And Brown Broadcasting, who owned KGB at the time, said, Uh Um, No, they're not. We trademarked Dawn Patrol and a bunch of other things. Uh, I wonder if they ever did. Did they ever show paperwork? I don't know. I (laughs) I believe there was a cease and desist on Dawn Patrol. And so that's when the, uh, well, shit, what do we call it? I know what. Let's call it what it is. It's Dave and Shelly and Chainsaw. And so that's how that came about. And uh, then it became the DSC and... Uh, but yeah, there was uh, there was a, an intellectual property ownership uh, dispute in 1994, right around June. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That makes uh, now. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There was a cease and desist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of other things they trademarked, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, well, we'll get a little, you know. Intellectual property. That's yeah. an oxymoron for us. Right. And Emphasis think, on the moron. Correct. And I think they trademarked "Love Your Show." So I thought they trademarked "I Love Your Show," so that's why he dropped the "I." Uh, so we, he had to get listeners to say it to him. Oh, okay. Hey, love your show, and uh, I love yours. Uh-huh. That's my recollection. Okay, of I think it. you're right. So, yeah, I know it's because uh, I would say that if I were uh, in court, I love your show and love your show are the same, same thing. Difference, yeah, yeah. So that's why we lost. Uh, those for a little while. Do you know what's? Oh, this is this is some. I don't know. You could call it dirt, unless you guys have seen this. You know what's fucked up? There is a. I'm not going to say the name, but there is a radio talent in this town who is not a part of this show, never was, who uses "Love Your Show" as his email signature. Yeah. Can you believe that? And he's a fan of the show, self-proclaimed fan of the DSC, and in his email signature. He says that, like, still to this day. To this day. Well, is it to you? It's to anybody. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. It's to anybody. I've been on an email chain with multiple people. Okay. And yeah. So who is it? I'm not telling Come you. On. Come on. Can you believe that? How does that make you, how does that make you feel? It's Mason, isn't it? Is it Mason? Oh, Mason. <laughs> how does that make you feel? What's that again? How does it make you feel? Ah. What do you mean? Ah. Huh? Pick your battle. I mean, we're not going to go to battle with this person. Isn't that annoying? Okay. Then, uh... I got plenty of things to be annoyed at. Oh, you're a good human. I'm looking at him right here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if a cop asked you to leave an area or be handcuffed, what would you do? Well, I'd probably leave, yeah. just because I'm a practical guy. Uh-huh. There was a similar situation uh, back before 1990. This goes back into the 80s. There was a guy who used to buy prizes and... 
he would sort of in the name of KGB as this super fan, he called himself the Phantom Rocker, and he would uh, do like little van stops and give out uh, tickets that he bought himself or records that he bought himself and KGB stickers. And so the station was like, geez, we can't have this guy doing stuff in our name because if he right. runs somebody down, but... We also don't want to come down too heavy-handed because he's a fan of the station, and that's a real plus for us. It's tricky. So yeah. you got to be diplomatic in the way you try to explain things to people. Like compromise and diplomatic and all that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Different guy here in the podcast than you are on the air, Chris Boyer. <laughs> well, this isn't the Constitution, my friend. Okay. Do you remember how they dealt with the Phantom Rocker? Yeah, I think that they you know, called him in and met with him and tried to explain very nicely to him and maybe brought him on a couple of van runs as a guest or something or had him on the, you know, on a, a show as a radio guest or something for a little bit and you know it cons- politely persuaded him that they really couldn't have him representing the station officially in, in sort of this unofficial way love is the answer you gave him a little love right i think they did yeah i think they did and i hope that's accurate but it was the phantom rocker <laughs> and he had a an oldsmobile that he used to go drive around and uh, and give out stuff sweet yeah <laughs> that is so funny. What's your, so funny? Your random memory of details, the Oldsmobile. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Just, your brain is a fascinating place. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Any other flashback uh, curiosities? I mean, we can certainly edit here. Yeah, we can add. Pick up. I mean, um, those were mine. Um, we're at. About eight minutes, so. I got nine oh five on my clock. Okay. Do you want to do some kind of throw a uh, way to intro Ling Su or tie it in, take it from here, and somebody throw it to that? I I don't know. Okay. So I just laughed at Boyer. Anyway, we were talking about the origin of phrases and stuff, and the other day we had on the show the uh, phrase, "It's your day in the barrel." Yes. <laughs> Which, of course, many people think has some sort of an innocent and innocuous origin. But really, it goes back to, you know, guys working in a mining town, and uh, there are no ladies there. I thought so it was the a pirate ship. Pirate ship, Navy mining ship. town, Navy ship, okay. whatever. You can just pick your your desolate location like that, that you would like. That Navy battle, remember, in that coal mine? The Navy battle in the coal mine. Yes, that was a police song, but go ahead. (laughs) So the new miner comes in and uh, he's meeting with a guy and and he says, what do you do for, uh, you know, sexual gratification? Mm -hmm. And the mine manager says, well, I'll tell you, anytime you want a blowjob, you just go over and stick your cock in that barrel. There's a bunghole right in there and you just stick your dick in there. And I'll tell you what, you're going to get the very, very best blowjob you've ever had. I promise you the... (laughs) Ladies in Nevada City couldn't do any better. Oh, if you could see the look on Emily's face. And you can do that any day but Thursday. Yeah. Really? Really? Any day but Thursday? Like, really? Yep, sure thing. Any day but... Why can't I do it that day? Well, that's your day in the barrel. So... (laughs) There are 
some things that you can say, even to your priest, you know, well, how was your, uh, I guess it was just your day in the barrel, you know, and, and get away with it. And Ling Su happens to be one of those things that you can discuss in mixed company without really getting busted for it. But this is the true genesis of that phrase. God. He really wanted to do that, didn't he? <laughs> Almost seamless. Almost. Yeah. Please tell me about the joke. Hold on. Yeah, the joke of the day. The joke right now. One day, the management team here decided they were interested in expanding their interests outside California. And they heard that the big happening radio market was in Tokyo, Japan. Yep, yeah, it was all the rage. Buy yourself a radio station in Tokyo and sit back and watch the money roll in. And as it turns out, there was a station very similar to ours in Tokyo that was up for sale. And so given their expertise in this particular field, they extended an offer, which was accepted, and the deal was closed. Now... The broadcast group was faced with the dilemma of how to get their new Japanese station off the ground. <laughs> and then JP, the big cheese, top dog, big kahuna, head man of the company, had an idea. Men, I've called you here to meet our new executive in charge of programming for our overseas adventure. He's a familiar face. Won't you please join me in congratulating our newest programming executive, Barney Fife. Oh. <laughs> the board of directors was stunned at the move. Sure, Fife had experience. He was a seasoned veteran. Oh, yeah. In fact, he had more experience than the entire board yep. in being a beat-off. <laughs> they couldn't understand why JP had chosen Fife to be in charge of their new multi-million dollar overseas investment. JP, he's crazy. Oh, man. He's going out of his mind. I think he's on the deep end this time. He's Gentlemen, please. Let's give Fife here a chance to detail his plans. BF? <laughs> Thank you, JP. And gentlemen of the board, the reasons I have been selected to run our Tokyo station are clear, crystal clear. And I will detail them for you now. Fife launched into an in-depth explanation of his qualifications to lead the company into financial success. And none of his points scored. Not a single one. He was a total dud failure. Right, beneficial. That is until he got to item number 64. Develop under my supervision. Next item. <clears throat> number 64. Because of this assignment, I am forced to make an immediate, and I'm sorry to say, permanent leave of absence. JP's a genius! Oh, what a guy! Man, I love you! Guy. Oh, that guy's awesome! You are totally The meeting broke up. JP, whose sanity was originally in question, was promoted to president, given a raise, and personally thanked by the citizens of San Diego with a ticker tape parade. <laughs> Soon, Fife found himself in Tokyo, Japan, and anxious to acclimate himself to the surroundings, decided to soak up the local atmosphere. So he walked into a bar, sat down, ordered himself a kamikaze. Moments later, 
an incredibly stunning woman sat down next to Fife. Oh, uh, sayonara there, Tokyo Rose. My name's Fife. Oh, Yakamoto Ichitari. Yeah. Hey, uh, can I buy you a drink? Some you like, licky, uh, Maki boy. Barkeep, get the lady a champagne cocktail and I'll have another one of these kamikazes here. Well, well. Yeah. Seems Fife had yeah. actually landed himself a yeah. date. Oh, yeah. And it was a girl. Yeah. To boot. Well, Fife and the young lady got quite loose that night, Uh-oh. consuming mass quantities of sake and alcohol, and sure enough, they ended up back at his place. Yeah. Well, and again, I must remind you now, folks, uh, the lady was blind, stinking drunk. Well, she had could there be? absolutely I, no idea where, yeah. most importantly, who I, she yeah. was with. Never mind that, rackets, get to my love scene. Yes, you see. So inebriated was the girl that she actually shed her clothes uh. and got in bed uh. with a naked Barney Fife. Uh. Whereupon Fife proceeded to impose upon her his manly ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then, oh, yes, his right hand became quite jealous. Get that! <laughs> Slap him right in the face, it did. And soon, during the frenzy, the young girl began shouting and pleading. Ling Su! Ling Su! <laughs> Ling Su? What's that? Must be some kind of cheer or words of praise or something. Ling Su! <laughs> Ling Su! <laughs> yeah! Ling Su! Ling Su! <laughs> yeah. The next morning... The girl awoke from her drunken stupor, and upon realizing what she'd done, and with whom, produced a large saber and committed Harry Carey. (laughs) 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 Sure, her life was over, but at least she had saved face. Not only for her family, but for every female of Asian descent. Fine, rackets! <laughs> it was then that Fife looked at his watch. Oh my god, it's already nine o'clock! I'll be late for my golf game with the Japanese DJ. Fife jumped into his car <laughs> and sped off to the golf course where he was meeting with his new staff of DJs. There they met up and began a lovely round of golf. Now, Fife was anxious to ingratiate himself to the new staff, so he complimented their shots liberally. Hey, nice tee shot there, Kim. Yeah. Ooh, good potley. Yes, he felt quite yeah. hospitable and charitable. Yeah. And aside from, uh, you know, the fact that his club's slipping out of his own hand yeah. due to the abundance of Nivea buildup, <laughs> they had a nice day. And then as they approached the 17th tee box, a lovely par three about 160 yards. Well, it was then that one of the new DJs stood up to the ball. Gave it a mighty whack. Oh, it looked good. It looked like it was going right for the pin. In fact, it landed on the green, bounced twice, and dropped in the cup. A hole in one. Wow. Oh, there was a terrific cheer from the group. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Barney wishing to congratulate his new employee in his native tongue remember the words of praise his date had showered on him the night before and then he too joined in the celebration Lang so yeah Lang so the group immediately stopped mm -hmm. they stared blankly at Fife they stared at him as you would at the village idiot a skinny Goofy, nerdy, geeky, dork fine, boy, greasy-fisted ninny. Fine, fine. Pipe <laughs> felt uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. What, fellas? Lang Su! Yeah. And then Kim, who spoke some English, shrugged his shoulders and said, What you mean? Wrong hole. Oh. to the DSC Backwash Podcast. Uncut and uncensored. Exclusively online on 1015kgb.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.